0: Hey, good girls. Welcome to Between the Sheets, a podcast about books, sex, relationships, and occasionally our messy personal lives. I'm your host, Kels. And I'm your host, Denise. So grab a drink and
1: get in bed, you dirty little sluts. Welcome back to the Between the Sheets podcast. We are on season two. Kels, how are you? It's so good to be back. Season 2, baby? That was
0: so gross. I'm never gonna say that again, but we're back. We're drinking. I feel like it is a crime against humanity that you're not drinking a high noon.
1: I know, I know. We're starting off Season 2 with some variation. I'm drinking an Aperol Spritz. It is the first cocktail I've ever made myself.
0: In your house, it looks beautiful. Thank you. It's the perfect summer drink. What are you drinking? It is. I just finished a gin and tonic with lots of lime. I put a whole lime in there. So it was mostly lime. That's how you know it's good. (laughs) So what's up? We kind of went on a hiatus. We dipped out after season one, which we didn't tell you guys it was going to be the end of season one. But now we're back for season two. And we
1: wrote a book. (laughs) Like an entire book. How cool. (laughs) An entire book. We still don't believe it. We are at this point 10 days away from release how how are we feeling we just
0: sent out arcs and that was a interesting experience it's really weird that people are reading our book it's really weird that people have read it in less than 24 hours it's just a weird experience i don't know how to process these emotions but i'm really excited what about you i'm
1: very excited i've had a couple of cries because it's just been like i'm happy crying because it's so overwhelming and so like exciting that people are meeting these characters we just spent all of this time with we have been working working on this book for six months and for a debut to come out how cool is it that we wrote a book together we run a podcast we met online on book talk like art we're we're kind of cool, dude. It's so fucking cool.
0: Did you do anything (laughs) besides write this summer? Did you do anything? Did we have fun? We
1: had fun. We just didn't do anything else but write. (laughs) We didn't leave the confines of our own house. You did go on a fun vacation. Tell me about that. We went to
0: Norway and Sweden. It was very nice. Norway blew me away with how beautiful it was. I didn't realize that they both had strict alcohol laws, which, you know, on a vacation, I was gonna get a mimosa when I got there but all the the stores were closed for a couple days so we did sober vacation (laughs) which was still really nice we were in the middle of the forest well not really the forest but you know it was cool your photos looked really really nice
1: yeah we didn't take any trips we went out to the beach a couple of times but I'm still super pale and it's very disappointing
0: I am also super pale it was cold and (laughs) rainy so it wasn't like I was getting sun out there and this is probably the palest I've been ever at same
1: same same exactly it's honestly we've been so bound to our computers we want to start off this episode obviously giving you guys that update and also letting you guys know that us as debut authors we have realized we fucked up we are we're fucking hypocrites hypocrites
0: We went on this podcast and we talked so much shit about other books and now that we
1: wrote our own book we're like oh. (laughs) We can see why the things that we previously disliked work so well in books. (laughs) We had a list of things
0: that we did not want to do in this book and I think we kept to that but then there were a few things that snuck in that were interesting to read after the fact.
1: And it's when you're co-writing you see the both of us kind of adding these things in. It's kind of like putting together a layered cake you keep buttering the frosting and putting in another layer and then once you read it you realize the characters come to life and if this is what they like and this is what they want to do we have to let them even if we think it's cringy (laughs)
0: exactly i know we're gonna tell you what we've been hypocrites about so the first one we talk so much shit about lily from the addicted calloway series about getting picked up all the time by
1: lauren hale Well, Avery doesn't mind getting picked up. It wasn't gonna be the case, you know, because we think getting picked up all the time is silly, but our 5'9 female lead recently discovered what being picked
0: up is like. I feel like I had to share that sentiment because I think that I was so adverse about getting picked up because I've never been picked up as someone who is 5'10. It just was never possible, but then writing a female main character who's tall that gets picked up, it's hella cute.
1: It is hella cute cute and it feels so empowering and nice to kind of feel like the girls that really like being picked up feel as a girl who's tall as a girl who's typically lanky and Avery always wears heels so she's even taller than her 5'9 and for her to get picked up by Luca just character development for her as well.
0: Yeah and it's letting go of that control that we kind of wrote her to have a lot of control over and brings us to our next one which (laughs) to pick up a 5'9 girly you have to be big.
1: You have to be of a certain size.
0: A very (laughs) big size and we like big things here so. Yeah
1: and on between the Sheets podcast, if something isn't big, we don't talk about it. Luca's very, very big. He has big shoulders,
0: tall legs, a big extra third limb that Avery (laughs) finds out about, that we discovered together.
1: it wasn't meant to be this way because we have read so many books where it's the first time the two characters are getting together and you know the guy the inevitable moment happens the moment of truth what is she gonna see and for luca she saw a lot and you know what are you supposed to compliment a
0: guy on when the first time they get naked like what are you supposed to say about it you're not gonna be like oh that is a pleasant looking cock you have there enjoy it. She's gonna be like oh my god you're so big. Even if this thing was the size of a bobby pin. The courteous (laughs) thing to do for a guy who's been nice to you
1: is tell him it's big. Yeah and he was nice to her for two chapters and so the least she could do is whip out a whole wow you're big comment and that is something that we always thought was so silly but then when we wrote it we're like this makes so much sense. It would make sense. I mean He's six four.
0: He's tall, He's six
1: four. 6'4", ladies and gentlemen.
0: Just because, you know, it's fictional, why would we write someone who's not 6'4", you know?
1: Exactly. (laughs) As our first male main lead, go big or go home, right? And we went really large. If you will see the description, large, big, a lot of times. And you will also be introduced to another character who is somehow bigger than 6'4". So, you know, stay tuned, find out who it is and find out what happens to him. The other thing that we kind of always cringe that bit and found unrealistic in books was when they are getting together for the first time and the female main character is has turned on the faucet down there mm-hmm. her lady bits are just it's like niagara falls yeah she went chasing those waterfalls it's wet. yeah and so did luca a lot of times so
0: <laughs> hear us out it makes sense that she would be sopping dripping like a fucking ripe peach on a summer day because it's a slow burn like they've been at each other's throats it's an enemies to rivals to lovers Have you ever hated someone and then hooked up with them? It's like, it is a faucet. I'm
1: sorry. It is a faucet. They have so many tense moments. So many moments where you just want to smush them together and have them, you know, do what they're supposed to do. Make out, have sex, have fun. But we had to, you know, edge ourselves the entire book. Kels, you're so right about this. I'm the sorry, slower. can you repeat that? I'm what? <laughs> this book has so much praise kink that Kels is hooked on it now. <laughs> I just love being told I'm right. It's not even a praise
0: kink, it's just a specific thing. It's like when someone it's tells just me a I'm fact. right. <laughs>
1: You finally understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Another thing, going off of our slow burn comment um, and the temperature and humidity levels of Avery's legs and between her nether regions, we wrote a slow burn. We never thought that would happen. We didn't set out to write a slow burn. Our
0: first draft wasn't a slow burn, but how the characters grew, it made sense that it would become a slow burn just because we didn't want it to be insta-love. We wanted it to be as realistic as possible and because they're strangers you can't go from strangers to immediately hooking up unless it's a one night stand or you just are insta lovey so it had to be a slow burn. I actually have a new appreciation for slow burns.
1: Me too, because you have to build so many character interactions, so many moments of flirting that I feel like once you're reading a book that starts off with heat pretty early on, it's really easy to get lost with some of that tension. Especially because, you know, it's fiction. It's the best sex they've ever had. Why would you stop having sex? Like, no pr- no problem matters. You know, so you have to make the conflict really good. And in the tension scenes, in a slow burn, the conflict is already burning. It's there and you're just like, what's gonna happen next? Are they gonna kiss? Are they gonna break this tension? Are they gonna get together? And truly, if you consider their relationship in any way, it's it's that it's very edging.
0: I would agree. It's super edging. I don't even think that our slow burn is not spicy because they immediately start having banter and there's flirtation and you can tell there's a lot of tension and they wanna get together, but they're not allowing it. And so I actually actually love that in books because the buildup is amazing and then the payoff is so great and you want to keep reading because you're like I
1: know they hook up it's a fucking romance you know that is what has made me appreciate slow burn much more is making a compelling enough story to be like I want them to get together like can't you see because we wrote in dual POV and then we wrote in first person everything's present so like they're thinking so much about each other at all times you see their feelings grow and change like through each chapter, so it's really exciting to think, like, when is it gonna happen? Like, when is gonna be the breaking point for them to actually get together? And once they get together, it is really rewarding. We have three on-page chapters with sex and like a half chapter with, you know, some some other stuff. <laughs> Self-pleasure, self-care, exactly. But all things considered, we didn't really write that much of a spicy book, right Kels?
0: No. And don't worry, we want to, but these specific characters did not call. I mean, it's not like the sex is vanilla, that's for sure, but the amount of on-page times is just low.
1: There's bondage and Avery like chokes herself. It's not that spicy. That's like a normal Tuesday for us. Exactly. I think the payoff was really worth it.
0: The best part is having our partners read these books and just be like, huh, where did you get that idea? It's like inside jokes. Our our significant
1: others are buddy reading them right now. So we will be back. That will be the fun part of season two. The significant others will be making appearances. They will be doing a book review on Water Under the Bridge. So they'll be exposing all of our secrets soon. I'm really hoping I don't have to cut that entire episode
0: with... <laughs> their banter. I don't know how it happened but they seem to be just as good friends as us and that's weird yeah. because when you start a friendship with a person who's in a relationship you don't know if all four of you are gonna get along. It was really yeah. nice to know that we all got along.
1: I know. It's really good. Also every time we hang out and talk more and stuff there's so much where I see I know why you're my friend yeah. it is because you're so similar to my significant other.
0: Last night we were eating something and literally me and him were eating the same exact thing. Like, how does that? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. At the same time. It's cool. So we're excited for you guys to meet everybody. She literally just had a radar and she was like, you seem similar somehow. It's it's giving what I'm dating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite thing that we wrote about the book? Like, what are you most proud of after the end of this? Now that we've read it 70,000 times, what do you feel about it?
1: I love it. I do. And I'm not saying that as like, it's our baby and I love it. Like, I'm objectively saying, I really do like it. I think the story is really cool. We went for character and plot-driven book. There's something for everybody. Our dialogue is amazing. We made Luca a dirty talker. Like Mm -hmm. That's something we didn't have in the early planning stages, and he just says some stuff guys. He says some things.
0: <laughs> also love the fact that we did. There were parts that I were laughing out loud. I don't say a lot of things to like pat myself <laughs> on the back but I would say we're objectively funny and that really came across in our writing and which is surprising because both of us are used to you know filming videos or doing this podcast but writing is a whole different ball game so I'm really proud yeah. that we figured out how to translate our humor onto paper. A pretty difficult thing to do and a a lot of back and forth. And I really am glad that we wrote this together because became such good writers together because we yeah. were just constantly together and working and giving each other feedback and getting feedback and yeah. sending each
1: other articles. And it was just a whole thing. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you guys can tell, Kels has changed a lot during this book <laughs> process. She has said like three nice things to me <laughs> this entire <laughs> podcast. You guys should check out the acknowledgements of our book. I didn't stray very
0: far from my, my roots, you know? So Denise said Avery has sort of a praise kink, which definitely came from, I would say a combination of both of us, but you know, Denise is more of our praise phrase girly. I am. So I realized that just like I'm like her significant other, she's like mine and his favorite is words of affirmation. And I have a reminder on my phone to tell him nice things because I know he likes it and it's just not my giving language and I was like, Denise, I'm gonna add you to that reminder. So I can tell you nice things. And I mean them. It's just not my go-to. If I give you a compliment, it's because I actually give you a compliment.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. I love it. I feel like we've both changed so much through this book. Like I have come out such a better person in our working relationship and as a writer, it's really cool that we did it. I know that's not very articulate. I promise our book is <laughs> has many more words than that, but hey, I noticed Yeah, yeah we are done. We're not writing again. She but, jokes. She
0: uh, j- jokes guys I joke
1: don't worry just we have so much stuff planned that we're not gonna tell you I mean we'll tell you later for yeah. now we're back to being mysterious what I also really liked in our book is as you mentioned before it's a realistic love story and not in a bad way not in the way that they're like oh okay like how long does it take them to get together it's a real story it is how love happens especially when you're their age and their point of their careers and they're highly motivated to super ambitious hard-working professionals in New York that kind of figure out how to love and how love fits into their life and their really ambitious careers. I thought it was a really good story. Like we covered a lot of really interesting topics, really important topics, and obviously they also fell in love and And uh, used ties in extravagant ways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that we wrote a dual POV because I always want to know what the man is thinking. Luca falls first. And so you can see his growth of appreciation for Avery so much sooner. And then Avery's over here like, Ah. he's so annoying.
1: So nice to see like, ah, come on. He loves (laughs) <laughs> I know and as you're saying that we did write the majority of the dual POV in Luca's point of view because he's pining for her it's not Avery who's pining after this really successful hot 6'4 guy it's Luca pining after this girl who would typically on paper probably annoy him because she's very social she's extroverted she's happy she has like a really big goal and it's nice to see him become who he does at the end of the book like Avery yeah. has such a positive impact influence on him. I have read this, as you said, 70,000 times. We have been back and forth in reading and I have cried every single read through because the end is just so sweet to me the way that he grows as a person. Yeah and
0: the way that they get together, it's so fucking cute. I also want to commend us because we didn't include two things we set out. We were like, we're not going to include in this book, and we didn't include them. Actually, it was surprisingly very difficult to not include miscommunication. And the reason why it's so easy to put in books is because a lot of day to day arguments with your partner, with people at work, with anything comes from miscom. So I hate reading it in books because it's so close to real life. But because it's so close to real life, it's so easy to integrate into a book i
1: have we had so many miscoms happen this entire time like it's just part of communicating any good communicator can come to terms with the fact that things will get lost in translation, and also the fact that they're strangers and they have very different views of each other about each other. The fact that there isn't any miscom, like they're both quite transparent with each other when it comes to really important things, and I really like that. And that's going back to the realistic part, like the way that everything happened is not any different from the way that I see relationships unfold in my real life. It's not the way that like a relationship unfolded differently for me, like it's the way that they fall in love so realistic and so nice and so healthy i yep. feel like it's such a healthy romance
0: yeah i would good. love to be able to read our book for the first time again because i too. cannot think objectively about it anymore i'm like yeah this is really good
1: but i know what's gonna happen yeah exactly exactly and i could tell you everything that happens what page do you want to talk page? about so please when you guys read our book be sure to dm us on our author kelsey stone account on our personal pages here on the podcast we would love to talk to you about Louvre, they have been the only things on our mind for months
0: if it's nice don't be mean we can't take meanness right now <laughs> our degradation kink limit has been
1: breached <laughs>
0: i can only take with kink- our editors <laughs> yeah our degradation can only come from our editors and even then i'm like come on praise me more it's really fucking up my mindset oh. okay so we wrote a lot of side characters that we love yes. i love books yeah. that have strong side characters who is your
1: favorite side character we have have a plethora to choose from. I think I will pick, and I know this is gonna be everyone's favorite. I love Lily. Lily is my primary first, like, side character that I love. I love her relationship with Avery. I love that she kind of, like, whips Avery into submission, even though Avery's this really strong character and really independent and really, like, stands on her own two feet. But she has this best friend who will literally just, like, constantly challenge her and constantly be, like, a smart ass. I love that. Like, it makes me feel so happy that's like how i wish all relationships were where people want you to grow and make yourself uncomfortable so i absolutely adore lily and my other favorite side character i know you said one but i'm gonna pick two i love robert he grew on me through the last three read-throughs there are very little details about robert that for such a timid character my heart grew for him like he's just so sweet and yeah i really like robert what
0: about you i also am gonna pick the obvious choice which is nico nico is luca's younger brother who is this tech guru who travels the world and has moved in with his brother and is really the only one that speaks back to Luca and Luca listens and I think yeah. again like as a strong character to be spoken to like a normal human being it, I, I love their dynamic I love their relationship I love how California he is cause they're both from yeah. California and he really speaks true to that and then my other side character is Willa who is just this over this top heiress that just has a lot of money she's
1: just goals like if I turned out she to be like so that cool. at 70 I would be okay <laughs> be on the lookout for Willa's dialogue and the way she carries herself she's very funny i think we had so much joy writing her because she's just every female character in our book is wildly strong and independent and i think that's the other thing i loved because going on this between the sheets podcast we have talked about how sometimes the strong characters are very into their emotion and they're vulnerable and ours do the same thing but they're never secondary to the plot they're never secondary to the male people they interact with and that's where it really got me was especially because we're writing in a workplace setting to have female characters that are successful strong and badasses like that's cool running
0: companies running businesses and you know not taking shit from people before we wrap up we're going to talk about one of our favorite scenes this is going to be spoiler free we're going to kind of keep it as a high level overview but when you read the chapters you'll know which one we're talking about or what scenes denise you want to go first
1: this was a last minute edition and I think it just perfectly kind of talked about how Luca sees Avery. And they've ended up in a situation where they're around each other more frequently. And Avery comes in in the morning and she's making herself coffee. And as they're talking they're having their, you know, daily morning banter because they can't help themselves and they always need to be at each other's throats or start a new bet or do something to provoke each other. While she's making coffee, he goes to the fridge and pulls out oat milk for her and places it beside her. And she's like what is this and he's like well that's how you take your coffee and she's like yeah i guess it is can you tell acts of services are my love language yep. that small act of intention and love and i've been watching you and i keep tabs on you in a non-creepy way but he's a little creepy you you guys will realize that you can't take the creep out of the good girls from between the sheets <laughs> But that scene, that's kind of how I show love. And for Luca to do it that way, it it made my heart swell. Like that to me is very precious. I'm going to
0: say a quick one. There's a scene in an elevator that is, I'm really partial to. It's very good. That chapter is just kind of a switch for them. And it's very cute. It's such a good chapter. Another thing that we didn't plan on doing that I realized on our last read through is that we talk about food so much. Oh yeah. We're hungry girlies.
1: We're hungry girlies and we also, this is kind of one of the cornerstones of our friendship is the fact that we love to eat. Like the entire writing of this book, we have eaten so many meals together, just we would sit on hangouts most nights, most weekends together. And the amount of meals we shared, we kind of found that to be a bonding experience. And you'll see that the characters in this book love food together. Like they eating together for them is a love language. Is there any particular meal you think you love the most out of all the meals that they've had? All of them, but I have a couple. <laughs> okay. I'm a
0: really big egg person. So anytime someone meets eggs, I'm an, I don't know, I'm an egg person. But one of the meals that I cook often is Nepales, which is cactus. And I was just showing you what nopales look like. I buy them de because I don't want to fuck with the thorns. Like I'm prickly, <laughs> but not that prickly. <laughs> but they have Nepale tacos. And it's one of the things that me and my husband make and eat probably once a week. And we love them. And I can't wait for you to come visit so I can cook them for you for the first I time. Know. And yeah, so that one is probably my favorite. And then banana bread which Avery makes. Yeah. I love banana bread. Which I
1: love as well. I love the banana bread and it's a big Bonnie experience for everybody involved with the banana bread. Like Avery's banana bread heals wounds. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. I like that we continuously eat very different foods as well. And because this book is set in New York, like the most wonderful thing about New York is all of the different restaurants. And so every time they go out for lunch or they have a meal together, it's always somewhere different and always something that is realistic to the city. Like the different food trucks, that we have here and the different types of restaurants it's kind of I don't know it's cute it's so cute and I think it's so realistic that Luca
0: had to go to 50 restaurants before he found food that reminded him of like home because being from California even in North Carolina we have not really found a restaurant that cooks really good Mexican food but we lived in New Hampshire which we had to learn how to cook everything we were just on the phone with family constantly learning how to cook all these meals and we would have to drive to Boston to get all the ingredients and stuff and so it it was really nice kind of integrating that into the story because i think food is just a huge part of my life and denise's life and just family's life and everything so it was really nice to like weave that into the book i
1: agree and i think you put it perfectly like it is a really big part of family they both have these meals and every time they have a meal it's around comfort and love and yeah. the whole like trying 50 restaurants like that's such a realistic thing the amounts of different places there are to try in the city before you find something that tastes like home it takes a while and it's really cool when we get to that scene you guys will see why. It's a piece of love to share with someone you're falling in love with. I'm so excited for people
0: to read our book. I figured since you're listening to this you would know what it's about but maybe I'm wrong so we should maybe (laughs) give a quick overview of what our book's about. It's a book. It has writing. It's (laughs) Save the Turtle Smut. What more can you want?
1: (laughs) That is literally what it is. It is
0: basically Save the Turtle Smut. Water Under the Bridge is going to be available on Amazon so it's going to be on ebook and the paper The paperback is so fucking beautiful. We worked so many hours on that paperback cover and so if you love it as much as we do make sure that you our book is also on kindle unlimited so be sure to download it today on ku and we really hope that you guys enjoy louvery as much as we enjoyed writing them and as always you can always message us on instagram at katie between the sheets or on our author page author Kelston stone we can't wait for season two we have a lot of episodes planned we have a lot of things that we want to do but if you have any ideas if you want any episodes if you want to know what we've been reading then tune in next
1: week we're gonna get back to our regularly scheduled program and we are so excited too guys like we have missed this incredible between the sheets podcast community so much if you guys haven't already be sure to follow us on twitter where we are still getting very rowdy that's gonna be at kd in the sheets and we'll see you guys next week bye